1: Welcome to Art Talk Live. This is Lynette Fast in the studio at KZUM. Please drop by our podcast and keep coming back. We have a lot of cool interviews with artists and people in our arts community to share with you. A couple of things coming up at Noya's Art Gallery. Remember that we have an art opening every first and third Friday from 6 to 9 p.m. And those are hosted by our member artists so that you can come in and you can meet a lot of artists, talk about their work with them, and... Uh, Just have some fun. We serve a lot of good snacks and a lot of good conversation on those nights. Don't forget, too, we have our Art in the Garden, our big 7th Annual Moon River Art in the Garden. That's coming up September 14th from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. at our beautiful Sunken Gardens. Listen to Steve Nozzle and Alice Reed talk about the gardens and this year's garden for 2019 and the topic of Moon River on one of our other podcasts We do also offer some workshops at the gallery, and we have a couple of those coming up in March and April. One of note is on April 6th from 10 a.m. until 3 p.m., Joan Phelan will be hosting a workshop called Art Making Inspired by Lincoln Sites. She's going to bring in a lot of photographs. She's a avid photographer of Lincoln and our surrounding area. Also provide you all supplies, and then for a fee, you can come spend the day with Joan and work on beautiful, interesting pieces of art that she'll help you, you know, work through some different materials and experiment and play with some of those inspirational images. With me in the studio today is Christine Behrens. She's an artist, watercolorist, and illustrator that is rather new to Noise Art Gallery. Hi, thank you. How long have you been with Noise Art Gallery? I just started in January. So you're just a a few few months months in? Good. (laughs) I am, yes. Well, I look forward to seeing you around the gallery more. Uh, Christine Mm -hmm. does very beautiful uh, representational and a little bit of a expressionistic style in some of her pieces. Watercolors of animals. I see floral, regular plant life, but usually kind of a closer up or zoomed in image of her subjects rather than something that you might, you know, call like a full landscape. She uses very beautiful natural colors, a lot of detail in her work, and then sometimes you know, leaving the work a little fresher and a little moister so that the paints really pool and spread. Christine, tell us about the first times that you remember that you were an artist, and how did that click for you and realize that maybe you had something special going on?
0: Well, I'd say that was when I was um, a child. Um, I had a stay-at-home mom, and she was always doing crafts with us, so we were always being creative. But really when I started drawing uh, and um, participating in art was more junior high, and I used to do um, a lot of art classes and large pencil drawings I was doing in high school um, of portraits, usually famous people. And I would just do these in my room and have fun with them, And um, but was getting some attention, especially with, from the art teachers. So then I... Signed up for every art class I could be in, and I was also drawing cartoon characters at that time, which I think is where a lot of my current work comes from. From So it is outlined, and, and then the colors are pretty saturated, and that's what I w- remember doing with those cartoon characters. So I'd say I always kind of knew that art was going to be something I continued with.
1: A lot of our artists do describe that opportunity as a child uh, working with materials and art classes. And, you know, sometimes there will be a special recognition of you know, the work being mm-hmm. in a show and it, it, it does. It just takes someone just to say, like your art teacher, mm-hmm. wow, look what you're doing. It makes you start to pay attention. And that recognition makes it gives you the drive to keep going as adult artists. <laughs> the same thing yes. happens. Yes. <laughs> well, I know
0: that that's one thing that gave me the push to join Noise was other artists, professionals, comments about my work. Like, where do you show? And I'm like, well, I'm not. So Mm -hmm. I knew I needed to.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I'm so glad that you landed with us at Noise Art Gallery. Your works tend to be on the, oh, from what I have seen, the 9 to 12 to 16 Mm -hmm. inch uh, scale range. Just give us some background about what it is that you like to paint and how you go about it.
0: Well, when I I actually have a background in ceramics, um, I don't currently do a whole lot with my ceramics, but um, so I wanted to find something that didn't take up maybe so much room to do or just out of necessity and um, painting and watercolor and drawing was always something I was very interested in and did a little bit of since high school. And so I picked that up, and I started by taking classes online through it used to be Craftsy, uh, it's now Blueprint. And I would I found uh, Urban Sketchers, and I really enjoyed the way that they taught and sketched and used watercolor. So I started really paying attention to those Urban Urban Sketchers. I joined Facebook groups. I follow a couple artists on Instagram, and so I started going about Lincoln and I've picked a few places and I would go to Morrill Hall and draw and I would go to the zoo and draw. So, you know, when the weather starts getting colder, then I do a lot of my work from photos. So right now that's really how my process starts is from a photograph I've taken at the zoo or of a particular place that I like or enjoy. I draw my sketch out in pencil. I do tend to stay very small, eight to ten, eight by ten. 9 by 12 I start my drawing in pencil. I typically outline everything in ink just to get kind of that sketchy urban sketcher look. And then I go back through with watercolor. And I do, I do tend to, to saturate my colors. I don't keep them as light washes like you see a lot of urban sketchers do. I see a good combination of kind of where I used to be and what I've been looking at or inspired by.
1: I think our listeners would uh, benefit from just understanding a little bit more about what you mean by saturated color. That might be a new term. Um, when I when I say that, I mean um, kind of the bright
0: colors. You know, I don't, if you see a lot of urban sketchers, they typically, more of their work is about the line. So they're very, the line work is very heavy. They do a lot of cross-hatching and, and things like that. And then they use just washes of watercolor just kind of as a to emphasize the line a little bit. I'm almost the opposite, where I just kind of keep my line, just the line work, and then everything's done with color. And they're just deeper, darker colors, I think. They're not necessarily just washes over the drawing.
1: And um, to get those kinds of uh, saturated colors, it really helps if you use <laughs> the tube watercolors, because those mm-hmm. are very highly concentrated pigments.
0: Yes. And then yes.
1: mm-hmm. you you don't blend a huge pool of water into that. You have a nice, mm-hmm. wet, sloppy brush, you might mm-hmm. say, and you yeah, pull yeah. that very intense color in and use it, like, straight off of the brush.
0: Yeah, and and I,
1: I don't—I um,
0: do use washes, and I do build up some of my paintings um but i just build them and build them until they do get kind of that deep and dark and then when you do want the pure color yeah you're you don't use very much water with that so yeah um, and and that's
1: how watercolor mm-hmm. works where the more mm-hmm, water you yep. have then that's how you achieve your lighter values so your work it looks a little bit cropped in, I guess you might say. Mm-hmm. We see mm-hmm. the subject really focused upon. And in mm-hmm. some of the pieces, for example, I'm looking at a cow and a zebra and some dinosaur bones. Mm-hmm. The background becomes very plain and simple so that all of our interest mm-hmm. goes on to the subject. And you mentioned you like to go to Morrill Hall and to the zoo. Mm-hmm. Where does your interest and focus on animals come from?
0: I really just love of animals. I don't have a particular experience that kind of leads to that. I think I just grew up with animals. We always had a dog. My grandpa had horses, just being around and then enjoying the zoos and seeing how animals act. And most animals, I shouldn't say all animals, but most animals, uh, I just enjoy looking at and seeing. And so then that just makes them the perfect object to paint for Mm me. As far as like the cropped in I do do some landscapes. I had done um, an image of a truck, and it did have more of the landscape where the trees, but the truck was the focus. And I like when I do things like that, it, I like it to have an interesting perspective or foreshadowing, something just not head on, straight on.
1: A lot of of artists, when they do that kind of framing or cropping in of an image, just really do Mm -hmm. want to accentuate their subject and make the subject very obvious to the viewer. Mm -hmm. And that's very clear in your work. Even Mm -hmm. in a floral piece, there's one larger, really nice, big flower that stands out and makes the viewer focus in on that.
0: Yeah, I've got a picture I'll be bringing up to the noise soon, of a typewriter and it was an old typewriter that we found in an acreage we used to own and it was in a case and everything and I've had that typewriter and I've taken photos of that typewriter knowing it was going to one day be a painting and that's very cropped in and it's just a part of the typewriter which is much more interesting I think than if you would have just a picture and image of the full typewriter.
1: Well, as you know, you can view Christine Barron's work at Noise Art Gallery, 119 South 9th Street. Remember that we're open every Tuesday through Saturday from 10 until 5, and then we do have our first and our third Friday events from 6 to 9 p.m. Christine, do you have some shows coming up or events that you'll be involved in with the gallery?
0: Um, I do. I am going to be in the third Friday in June. Uh, that's the 21st, I believe, And then I will be showing at the Art in the Garden. And then I believe I have one more show, Third Friday, um, later in the year as well.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. Those uh, Third Friday events and our First Friday events are really awesome to come in and meet and visit with the artists. When the artists are hosting, then you know that they're going to be there for sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you mentioned uh, you'll be there the Third Friday in June. There are up to 125 artists showing at Noise Art Gallery on a regular basis, and we appreciate KZUM providing support for Art Talk Live. Remember that you can hear Art Talk Live podcasts on kzum.org forward slash art talk live christine thanks for joining me in the studio today one of the things that we like to offer at noise art gallery is uh, the ability for a patron to come and find an artist in a style that they really like and then inquire about doing a commission
0: Yes, I work full-time, and so right now my time is limited uh, to create, and
1: so I'm not currently doing commission work. Well, remember, folks, you can view Christine Behrens, artist, watercolorist, illustrator. You can view her work at the noiseartgallery.com website and just look under the Associate Artist for Christine Behrens. Thanks for joining us today, Christine. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: This is Julia Noyes from the Noise Art Gallery, and this has been... Art Talk Live. I want to especially thank Lila Cho for her original violin composition that she did special for us. Tune in again. We'll be looking for you.